0: The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Hey listeners, welcome to episode 60 of TGIC podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. Also, like, holy shit, this was like good timing with the episode 60 thing. I know. You know what, what a f- monumental episode! You know, it's really embarrassing. I think episode fifty came out in March. We've only done ten episodes since then. I'm so God. sorry. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that too. My bad. Senior year's hard. The senior year is actually murdering. It's me a lot. Bit. Um, my social life is not even sta- keeping up. Like no, that's sad that I wish either. I could say that it was like I was sacrificing my grades for my social life. I'm not. I'm not. I'm fully trying just as hard, if not harder, than last year. This is just depressing. Uh, Yeah, it's... Anyway, sorry. I I should go get my own therapy and not complain on a public platform. Yeah, sorry we're Debbie Downers. Um, We're going to be continuing the John Binet case today. We're, you know, we're redoing. If you haven't gone and listened to part one, I would go do that. Yeah. I would not go listen to our first episode. No, under no circumstances ever and no. But go listen to part one that came out last week just because I think, you know, that'll give you the necessary background. Exactly. And it'll be more in-depth. Yeah, we're just gonna kinda go ahead and like jump into suspects and theories. But here's here's a little disclaimer. Um we don't we don't wanna get a defamation lawsuit, mostly no. because um I can't afford a defamation lawsuit. I can't either. We're in high school. I'm trying to go to college, friend. Um, so let's not sue us. So I'm just going to say, we're talking our opinions here. We're just kind of riffing a little bit. This is totally our opinions. Um, Completely our opinions. I am not a lawyer. I am not a police officer. I'm not charging anybody with anything. I'm not even going to say if necessarily anyone is entirely guilty. If I say someone's guilty... Because Jillian and I even disagree. Yeah. If I say somebody's guilty, it's just because I think there's a possibility. It is not because I actually think that... Like, I'm not saying anybody Nothing for has sure been been. murdered anybody. There's a reason this case is still unsolved. Yes. So. Keep that in mind. Ramsey family, other people of the internet, please don't sue us. Please. Please don't sue me. I think you'd really like me if you got to know me. I think you might like me. Anyway, um, also colleges. I'm so sorry if you hear this. Well, okay, we're glad that you hear this because it's something that we work on and we love. <laughs> yeah, we work and really we hard. spend a lot of time on it. And this is just something that came for very full circle for us. Actually, and while while we're talking to colleges, if they're if they're if, if you're they're here, listening, I doubt anyone's listening. No, dear college admissions officer my name is Jillian and my name is Izzy and I think you'd really like us yeah please let us be go. a good asset to your school please let us go to your college and you should give us a scholarship to and BH. we're both really good at um researching and discussing analytical things we're really hard workers and please love us we're dedicated please please, please think about that when you're Looking at my SAT scores. Anyways. Thank you so much. Thanks. You are, are a queen. You are a king. You are a non-binary amazing person. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's, hey, let's yeah. talk about John <laughs> Um. All right, I'm going to start with the intruder theory. Um, yeah, so let's just talk a little bit about the general intruder theory, and then we'll mm-hmm. talk about some specific intruder suspects. Okay, so the outline of the intruder theory is basically someone snuck into the house to kidnap and or kill Bonet. The basement window was actually open, and there was a suitcase left underneath the window, like to step onto. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, in a way, makes sense. Somebody could have definitely re-escaped out of there, moved the suitcase to like hop them their way out. Um, this theory gets oh, there was also an unconfirmed set of footprints leading to the house. They could never conclude whose footprints these were, so you know, possible sus. that was an intruder. Um, this theory is a little bit hard to discern about like details with just without talking about a specific suspect, so we'll get into a little bit more detail later. But a prominent theory is that the intruder went upstairs, picked up JonBenet, and then took her to the basement. And then most likely, they would have wanted to kidnap her and take her to a second location because, you know, people don't tend to kidnap you and then just kill you in your own house. Yeah, exactly. And right, go through the... It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. So what most likely happened was, while going back down the stairs into the basement, they probably would have hit JonBenet's head on accident... Maybe. Or they woke her up and needed to keep her quiet. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, carrying a kid down the stairs, you could totally bonk their head. Didn't that happen to you? Yes. Multiple times. I mean, not like when you are getting kidnapped, when you were, like, just just being a kid. Yeah. Um, It didn't, like, crush my skull in, though. Yeah, I know. But anyway, um, I'm yeah. just saying. It would also explain the ransom note, yeah, obviously. She could have gotten hit in the head. And anyway, so after that... Maybe the ransom note was already written before he even went to kidnap John Bennet. Or they. They, sorry, before they went to kidnap John Bennet. And so the ransom note had been left, dropped on the stairs on their way up, picked up John Bennet, accidentally knocked her in the head, or she woke up and they needed to keep her quiet. Yeah. Um, this would have caused the you know, the damage to the head. And then the intruder probably would have like wanted to guarantee they wouldn't be caught, and that's why they secured the garage and left. But also think about it like this. The ransom note was written in the house. Yeah. So while I'm not saying it makes a lot of sense, it's possible they probably, if an intruder did write the ransom note, they probably sat downstairs, wrote it, and then picked up JonBenet. Okay, yeah. Because it's not like they would have picked up JonBenet, sat in the house with JonBenet just sitting at the table. Yeah. Unless there's another theory I'll address later that's a little bit different. But, again, it just the details kind of depend on who the suspect is. True. So, True. while this theory does kind of make sense in my mind, there are also some doubts to the theory. There's this whole spider web theory, basically that there was a spiderweb on the window that was entirely undisturbed. And it seems almost impossible that someone would have, like, been able to climb through the window without messing it up. Mm-hmm. Just because it was not, like, spiderwebs take a long time to build. It wouldn't have just, like, you know, gotten destroyed and then re-put exactly. up or whatever. Anyway, it also just seems impossible that someone could fit through the window. However, that like people have actually tested and fit through the window, totally fine. So I think some people just like to argue that if they're against the intruder theory. Yeah. But people have literally fit through that window. I think it just depends. Like, I don't think like you know any like large person could fit through. But if you're if you're if you're um um in a good fitness state, a slender. If you're a slender fellow human being, I <laughs> I feel like you could fit through the window just fine. Yeah. Anyway, um. It, it's also, people suggest the suitcase was staged to make it look like someone, like, hopped the window. Which, yeah. Which yeah. we'll talk about more later. Okay. So, the first suspect I'm going to talk about is John Markar, but they actually don't go by that name anymore. They are transgender and go by the name Alexis Reich. How would you say that? Right? Reich? Reich. Reich. like um John Markar is a pretty well-known suspect, so I'm addressing that because I actually listened to a podcast recently. I didn't realize that they'd come out as transgender, and... I was, like, so thrown off because nobody addressed the fact that it was the same person. Exactly, and it was a different last name. Yeah, and I'm listening, and I'm like, I know this. I know who this person is. Anyway, so I'm just telling you now so you know who I'm referring to if you are familiar with this case. Anyway, in 2005, she came forward through a series of emails sent to the Boulder, Colorado professor, Michael Tracy. These emails documented how she was in love with John JonBenet and didn't want to hurt her. She had, like, a fascination with little girls and was just, like, you know, pretty obvious pedophile. yeah. Um, she claimed that um, she killed her accidentally by choking her during a love game gone wrong, Ugh. which is really icky. Uh, Alexis actually turned herself into the police in 2006. She was arrested just because of like the nature of the crime. It was so popular. And they eventually found her to be innocent or not guilty just because she didn't match the DNA at the scene and because she was found to be in atlanta at the time of the murder so i think she was just cray cray yeah just a bit and wanted to be involved um this is just a random creepy fact but she's actually an elementary school teacher yeah, no no i always hate hearing about that i actually. know it's really it's like so it's always so up. uncomfortable um i'm going to talk about gary oliva so gary is a convicted convicted sex offender um he had been seen by the john Binets house um, he had spent time in prison for raping a seven-year-old girl in Oregon. Or seven-year-old in Oregon. He also said he wanted to make bacon out of her. Yeah, I read that. That's so That's so bad. That's so disgusting. It's also so detailed. Yeah. Um, in March of 1997, someone called in a tip saying that he called them in distress on December 26th, saying he did something terrible to a little girl. And he also attended John Bonet's memorial service. It's just like all this stuff in conjunction with one another is really weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. He was also caught trespassing at Colorado University several years later. And when the police searched his bag, he had a photo of John Bonet, an ode to her, in a stun gun. Interesting. Interesting. A lot of circumstantial, circumstantial, <laughs> circumstantial, creepy stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was of those first two people. No, me neither. I just, I like to just dismiss, two the, dismiss the, early, the people early on. Yeah. Okay. This is my favorite suspect. This I mean, it's like, not my favorite, but like this, this is who I think did it. Like out of all the people. Yeah. Bill McReynolds. So he visited the house three days before the murder. He, mm-hmm. for the past three years, had been playing Santa at the Ramsey's Christmas party. So, Creepy. he had just been there a couple days before. He had give, been given a tour of the house. So, they actually were known to have a pretty complicated house. And that's why it was something that kind of popped up in the case a little bit. was like, it's crazy that someone was able to move around the house. Without, yeah, it was like, kind of into shit and, like, getting yeah. lost and whatever. Um, so, it makes sense that it was someone who, you know, knew the house. Also, he wrote JonBenet a Christmas card that... In it said he would give her a special present. Uh, no! And, you know, maybe maybe that was supposed to be nice. But here's what I find really weird. First of all, it sounds creepy to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm judging. Um, the card was found in her trash can after she died. Which is weird. I personally think that's weird as a person who has always kept my cards forever. Same. Like, even, like, just, like, I have ones, like, from elementary school teachers. In, no, like, literally. Like, I have some under my bed from when I was, like, in elementary school exactly. in a little box. And I have, like, most recent ones, like, on my wall. I just find it weird that it was in the trash. That makes me, like, that gives me weird energy. Yeah, and she was six. Yeah, like, like I don't know. That gives me really strange energy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. Also, there's just some other weird stuff about his life. His daughter actually went missing in 1974 on December 26th, which was the same day John Bonet went missing. Which is, oh, it was actually really tragic. His daughter was abducted along with her friend, and they were held captive for a little bit. And she watched her friend get raped, and then they were they escaped, I believe. That's horrible. Yeah, it was a really fucked up situation. But the parallels between the two are like a little odd in the fact that they were just on the same day. Yeah. Um, his wife also wrote a play about a girl who went missing and was found in a basement after being sexually assaulted and murdered. She wrote that in er, 1976. My question is, why would she do that if her daughter had suffered through something similar? Yeah. And then also, the same thing happened to JonBenet Yeah, like just very insensitive, almost. It's, just, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, okay, also, JonBenet had given Bill a vial of glitter at one point while she was still alive. Mm-hmm. And he went into surgery years later. I think it was some sort of heart surgery. Um, and before he went to surgery, he said he wanted his wife to put the glitter in his ashes if he died. I find that weird. I listened to a it's podcast creepy. the other day where people were they were like, Oh, no, that's so sweet. It's no, an old weird. man and a little girl. No, no that's no, weird. That's weird. That's like, fucking weird as shit. I'm sorry. And the fact that like they weren't really that close. No, he played like Santa at the house. So it's just like... Okay, and then this is something yeah. I found a little, like, this is something I found a couple years ago on, like, a little, like, sketchy side on the internet. It was, like, someone's homemade Google site or something. It was really fucking mm-hmm. weird. Okay, But, so, again, just a disclaimer on the information. But apparently a few days before the murder took place, JonBenet said to a friend's mother that Santa was going to make her a secret visit to her house after Christmas. Ew. And I always find this weird. And this goes back to my intruder theory because I think that if it was him, it was a little different. Because I think he would have come in if he didn't... Either he'd snuck in through the back window. Or she let her him in through the front door because he was a trusted adult. But I almost think he may have snuck in, went and got her. And she was like, oh my god, Santa's here. Mm-hmm. He gave her the pineapples and the milk, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why no one, everyone was being sketchy. Maybe he gave her a snack. He wrote the ransom note while she was eating her little food. And then... He tried to escape with her, and then she got hurt in the way. Ew. Or he purposely went in there to kill her and leave her in the basement, like, in his like wife's in the, play. Yeah. That's just... uh But also, I will say, like, when I was little, I used to say shit like that to my friends and their parents. Did you really? Well, like, my parents would tell me stuff like that. Like, oh, Santa's gonna come give you, like, a visit. Because it was never really Santa. It was just the manifestation of him in gifts. No, but stuff, not a secret visit to her after Christmas. Yeah, that's weird. I'm just saying. It's not like... It it, is weird. It's not like she was like, oh, Santa's going to come give me presents. It's like... Like, Or Santa's going to give me an extra special present, even. Like, a a secret visit after Christmas? That's weird. Yeah, I don't like that, actually, at all. (laughs) Also, the final little fact is on the back of the duct tape, there were microscopic pieces of red and black fabric, which, you know, could be the same colors of a Santa costume. True, but, like, what was Patsy wearing... Yeah no, she was wearing red and black red and black. I'm just saying, also Santa costume. True. So creepy, some very interesting parallels. Yeah. So now I'm gonna move into the family theory, which Izzy will kinda talk about a little bit more. Um so someone obviously the family theory suggests that someone in the house committed the murder Mm -hmm. and there were some details uh that suggested that like the murder was staged such as like the spiderweb theory and the suitcase being placed and then also the ransom note which we'll talk about a lot more later how Mm -hmm. weird the ransom note is um so yeah let's start with patsy so patsy ramsey i know that there's a lot of talk of her and also I remember hearing about how one of the detectives on the case literally resigned because he thought it was her. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting and notable. Um, starting off, there were some, like, past experiences with John Bonet, for example, the pageantry. And there were also things that pointed to the fact that maybe JonBenet had been abused um, throughout her life. Not, like, to the point where it was, like... Ever brought up defects or anything, but there were just little things that pointed to it. For example, um like it was known that John Manet had like issues with wetting the bed, and that can also can't. Didn't you tell me one point that that was like an abuse response? Oh, it is. To have late term bed wetting. If you have already been potty trained and had not had issues with wetting the bed, and then you start wetting the bed frequently. It's a sign of sexual abuse, or it can be. It can be a sign of sexual abuse, which is notable. And also the fact that we know from the autopsy that she did have a laceration on her vagina, which could have been indicative of abuse. Um, Now the ransom note. So interesting. The paper was from the house. So was the pen. And there were drafts in the trash can. Her handwriting was the only one from the entire household that came back as inconclusive. The hand, the ransom note was long and labored. And there were a bunch of things that were misspelled that were like easy words. But then she, or she didn't. But there were also words in it like atop, like attache. So it was like there were French words in it that are used in like, like the English language. And also, like, complex words that weren't misspelled, but it was weird words that were being misspelled. Huh. And a lot of them. Like, it was like someone was purposefully trying to misspell Patsy? them. Well, it just suggests that it was, like... Oh, like someone was intentionally trying... Okay. Yeah, someone start. was... in the fact that it was, like, inconclusive as to if, like, her handwriting was a match. And also the fact that she was, like... I don't know. I feel like she would be the type to use big words in not the right context. <laughs> you do that. I know I do that, <laughs> but like, I just feel like she gives that vibe off. That's fair. That's um, a fair judgment, I think. Yeah. So basically, the theory is that she killed her in a rage after John Bonet wet the bed, pushed her into the tub, or hit her in the head because she was mad. And that's how um, John Bonet got the indentation in her skull. And she staged the crime so that she wouldn't be caught, had the ransom note. She was the one who found the ransom note in the first place. Invited the friends over to cause, like, all the evidence to be disrupted. Just one thing after the other after the other. Um, and I think that's also notable. Like, I remember hearing something about how Patsy and John, when they were, like, the police were talking there was no effort. Oh, this is about John. Okay, I'm talking about John now. John Ramsey. Wow, that so, was such over. Yeah, I know. I got distracted and, Yeah. So, there's a theory that says that he abused and killed John JonBenet. Family disputes this. The DA dismissed a child abuse case against him. Um, well, it was actually against I, Patsy. Against both of them. After the death due to insufficient evidence. And the only thing that I would say kind of is indicative of John Ramsey doing it is that, like, him and Patsy were acting kind of weird. Like, Patsy was, like, you could tell that she was upset during all of, like, when the police were there and the family and friends were there. But John, like, wasn't making any effort to console or anything. Like, they were actually staying pretty far apart and stuff. Hmm. But I will say, everyone, like, grief is seen in different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Patsy and John. Yeah. Okay. So, now I'm going to talk about Burke Ramsey. So, this is the one that Izzy and I kind of like to call the bandwagon theory for true crime. We people. do. Because it's like... It's a bandwagon theory. Yeah. If... Like, I feel like if you don't know that much about this case, you will say that you think Burke did it. Exactly! But honestly, I don't know where I stand on this because I I actually don't know where I stand on this whole case because I want someone just to tell me the answer at this exactly. point. Exactly, like, it could be. But there's a couple things that, like, you know, make Burke look a little guilty. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I don't think Burke, I don't think there's enough evidence to prove that Burke didn't do it. There's not enough evidence to prove he didn't do it, but there's not enough strong evidence to prove that he definitely did it. No. Um, Okay, yeah. So I'll just share a little bit of what makes him look guilty and probably why a lot of people think he did it. Because I don't don't necessarily think he didn't do it. Yeah. Okay, the theory is that he killed his sister because he was angry that she took his pineapple. Um, Which is like very, seems very simple and childish. But here's the thing, they were children and... He had pretty reputable anger, anger issues. issues. yeah. So the theory is that he got mad. He hit her in the head with a flashlight. I've also heard something recently about there being, like, a toy train he hit her with. Oh, yeah. I think that was on Morbid. Um, I really should have tried to piece this a little... I've had a stressful day, guys.
1: Yeah, anyway, so have... there's,
0: like, this thing that like, he, like, picked up something and... I think... Oh, no. The train thing was this... Instead of the stun gun, apparently the train trap Oh, yes, yes. ...could have poked her. Yeah. But also, like... Well, I don't know. That kind of I could I could that could I could out. get by. Bo- like, it makes sense. Anyway, so he got mad, hit her in the head with a flashlight or some other object. The big one is a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this other thing with the weird phone call. This is what actually kind of like threw oh, me off. Oh yeah. This is this is actually I think what makes me like started rethinking on the Burke thing. Mm-hmm. There, if y- someone like re like enhance the 911 call and at the end you can hear this like brief little conversation there's john who says we're not speaking to you patsy says what did you do help me jesus and then someone who is described as having the voice of like a young like boy like it's like a young boy's voice so you know who else would be in the house is burke saying what did you find which is horrifying. Which is especially terrifying. because they insisted he never woke up. Exactly. And also, this conversation took place after Patsy thought she had hung up. Exactly. Which is even creepier. But they insisted he was never up that morning. So and why he would you lie? Never left his room. Yeah. So why would you lie about that unless you wanted to cover something up? <gasps> anyway, I think the family would have definitely staged the crime to cover up for his anger, which would have implicated Patsy in exactly. writing the ransom note. Um, he had a lot of jealousy issues. He actually had been demonstrating a lot of, like, anger stuff and, like, jealousy of his sister. He was, um... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have the maturity level of, like, 5 Just the way girl. that you <laughs> I wrote this word, I'm just thinking about, like, <laughs> well, That's, like, a schmear. Anyway, he used to... <laughs> he used to schmear shit on his walls. <laughs> Sorry, as he had to, like, remove herself to laugh. He used to schmear poo on his walls for attention. And he also, like, used to poop in his. <laughs> To poop in her bed. <laughs> I'm going to hell, guys. Mia. Uh, he used to poop in Jamine's bed and like p- put it on her walls and stuff. <laughs> Apparently, he also pooped on a candy box <laughs> that she got for Christmas. Oh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I just thought of an uh, episode idea. The name the bad poop. <laughs> Anyway, Anyways, I... so he did get a little mad. He did leave like, some was shit. Was he poured it all over <laughs> He did leave some shit around the house. <laughs> the real... Not just the pineapple. Yeah. Anyway, um, additionally, he had previously hit her with a golf club a couple years earlier, and it left a scar. It's very disputed whether or not this was, like, an anger thing or an accident thing. Because one time I was in the face of a golf club. What? Yeah, I went mini golfing with my friend and she literally hit me in the face with the golf. Club. Was your friend a bitch? No. I'll be asking you later who it is and I'll determine if it was on purpose or not. It was husband. not on purpose, I don't think. Anyway, um he also just had very strange demeanor during the interviews, and this is the weird thing. Anytime he was asked if he gave John pineapple, he straight up just ignored the questions. Hmm. That is such a weird thing to try to ignore. That is a weird If you're thing. answering all the other questions and already being weird, why would you completely ignore anything relating to pineapple? Yeah. And I mean, okay, another thing. In these interviews, he acted weird. Like, at one point, it was only, like, 10 days after they found John Bonet, and he was already excluding her from family pictures. Yeah. He, they did that, like, thing, the child psychologist thing, where they asked him to, like, draw, draw a picture of, of his family, family. And he didn't draw her at all. Like, some people, like after death and stuff will still draw them or some people will do things where they'll like draw them in the sky like as he, angels yeah or, like, at least like under the ground i don't think I, i've never i've anyway, never heard of that but like children tend to still like they will still include it and he, he did straight up just didn't even include he i mean didn't clearly include he didn't like her though if he was like pooping on her shit but like <laughs> i mean so like maybe he just wasn't that upset if he didn't like her but all at the same time like did he do it that's interesting and also like he still like laugh in these interviews and stuff but like you can like it's just like an awkward so either, anxiety thing either Burke is just an asshole or he's a murderer i don't know or he's just awkward well i mean he did poo on her shit that's that's a pretty asshole move yeah i've i've for one i've never pooped on somebody else's belongings i haven't either i haven't smeared my cock on people and yeah i just try not their to. wall like that's like I, I don't know anyway it's just yeah. Uh-uh. So now into current events, the apparently this case could be solved soon. And we've seen a lot of stuff about this in the media. Like, I remember this is literally last year, like early last mm-hmm. year. Jillian and I literally got together to watch this documentary. And they were like, new information on the John Mané Ramsey case released they didn't tell us anything but even since then like last december there was a whole bunch of stuff that came out there like literally i remember thinking that it was going to be solved within a couple weeks and it wasn't and it wasn't like they keep saying oh they're sending dna out oh they're this is so close. and it's not like nothing is happening um and there's like so many tests that can be run on crime scene dna fingerprints all this stuff and just like they're not being run like, like this the- is such a high profile case why aren't you They're doing finally anything? saying they have the test they have the dna they're not testing it. I don't fucking understand. And I would, I would give my, my whole money, my whole bank account, which is not that much because I'm 17. Yes, I'd give my whole bank account to get this case solved. I would give my whole bank account. I would, I don't even write a very strongly worded email. I will. I'm going to give a call. I'm going to give a call. Like I I need it solved immediately. So I'm still mad. In conclusion, we're both angry. <laughs> it's an irritating case. Yeah. And um, it's just like what there are so many pos- like possibilities. I don't I know. know. And there's still more. Like this this is only what we talked about now, but there's literally if you go on the internet, it is overwhelming the amount of stuff there is. Reddit. Out there. Dude, oh my the internet's God. a scary place. It's a scary place and people are talking about all kinds of crap like the maid, the everything. Literally everything. There's just so much. If you want to know more, there's more for you to know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this was our... Actually, we never even shared our personal opinions. What do you think? Okay, actually, the more I think about it, the more I'm confused. Like, for a really long time, like the first episode we did, we talked about it as Burke. We said it was Burke. But we said more so Patsy than Burke. Yeah. And then we did this whole other episode on Patreon, which we had for like a few months, like Mm -hmm. last year. And we were like an open apology to Burke Ramsey. And we were like, oh, it's definitely not Burke, like all this media stuff. I'm, see, I'm back to Burke. now it's, I'm back to Burke. But I'm I'm more. back to the Santa theory. Like, it's just, as time goes on, I learn more and more about the case. I'm more and more confused. Yeah, I know. It's so. It's so much. It's so much. Literally before this, I said something about, like, being more, like, intrigued like since time has moved on i used to be very like i wouldn't even consider the intruder theory i thought it was fucking bullcrap yeah i just told izzy that i like kind of am starting to believe the intruder theory more than the family theory she just gave me the most like disturbed look i literally took a picture of it because she was <laughs> well, like what I, the fuck are you saying there's just me? like i don't know it's everything is so confusing um you guys should. it's let us so know convoluted you should, had to get that in there hmm, you should let us know what you think by reaching out on instagram at TGIC.podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. What the fuck, man? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I totally cut you off. Uh, anyway, this is our recover of The Murder of John Bidet Ramsey. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. And if you like this episode, leave us a review wherever you listen. Bye! Bye!